Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. The Word of God says in Matthew chapter 3, and folks, thank you online also, and those that are listening, please open your Bible with us. Verse 13, this is the beginning of what many would see as his earthly ministry. The Word of God says, Then comes Jesus from Galilee to the Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him and saying, I, I need to be baptized of you and you come to me. And Jesus, I want you to notice something. Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. He said, for right now, he said, you need to understand that this is, this is not about mere you. This is to fulfill righteousness. Then he suffered him or he allowed him in verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were opened. And, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw, say he saw, the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him or resting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now you've heard me preach parts of this before but today I want to talk to three points I think I'll get through one of them you say pastor you haven't even finished up Acts 1 and verse 8 that'll come out at some point I just felt like today this was so just to the fathers and sons and the daughters that are here today I want to get this out but there'll be three things I think that overall that I want to address one is paternity two is posterity and three is productivity. And today, if we could, and I need you to stand in the gap for me and with me today, that we'll be able to speak this with clarity. So believe that with me. Father, your word today is all-powerful. And God, you are all-knowing. And I pray today that you use your word, Lord, to draw people closer to you than they've ever been before. For the lost to be saved and for the sick to be healed. For those that are chained to be set free. Holy Ghost, I just pray that you flood and fill every temple in this house and that we will leave here. There won't only be a change in us, but God, we'll see a change, Lord, around us. And we trust you for that. And we believe you for great things. Signs, wonders, miracles, salvations, healings. We believe all of it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said hallelujah. Before you sit down, before you sit down, ladies, I know this probably won't speak to you, but go ahead and just say, whose boy are you? Whose boy are you? You can be seated. I know that's crazy. Thank you, praise team. Today, as I look at the issues today in, in the United States of America here in 2020 on this Father's Day, it's much different than the last Father's Day. 
or is it? Sin was prevalent a year ago, just as it was 30 or 40, 50 years ago, and even through the eons of time, even in Adam's day. But today, sin is being exposed. We are seeing sin and the results of sin in our life. And today, once again, I want to speak with this thought is that I believe we're, we're, we're trying to, to change something and we don't know what the real issue is. I believe today that, that if we could grasp this and understand just what I had proposed even in the beginning is that today if I can reach one father, today if the Holy Spirit can reach just one father, if he can reach just one son, then I believe that America can make a great comeback. But I will tell you that without God, This nation cannot, according to Scripture, it will not, it cannot stand. It will not and it cannot continue. There's no way. You can throw all the money at it that you want to throw at it. You can throw everything that you want to throw at it. Can I tell you, more than you throwing anything, we need the Holy Ghost of God convicting the United States of America and America coming to its knees, not because of a protest or anything else, but become or come to our knees in front and before an almighty God and say, God, we have sinned against you and you alone. America needs to come to its knees together. Together, not in protest. In that sense, sure, I don't have issues. You all know that. But listen, what's the end result? The end result is that God is holy and we're not. Or the end thought is this, God's holy and we're not. So how can it change? Men, you're going to struggle not to sleep today because the enemy will put slumber on you. Because I'll guarantee you right now, hell don't want you to hear what I'm getting ready to release. And if we can come to this understanding today through the power and through the word of God, I believe, Jeff, that we can see America come back in a great and mighty way. I believe it. Can I reach 336 million? Like I said before, no, but let's reach one. So the Word of God, I'm going to show you something that happens. Point number one, you need to get this. Turn to somebody and say, you need to be committed. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the earthly ministry of God. He's always been the Son of God. We've seen evidence of Him as the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. He's always been. He's always been the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But this is when Jesus Christ, the man, begins His earthly ministry. Men of God. If you are going to change and God is going to work through you, you have to be committed. You're saying, right, no, listen, I mean, I'm talking about committed. I'm not, I'm not talking about, well, it's snowing. It's, oh, I'm talking about being committed to God. The first thing, let me show you what happens when you're committed. There's power. Listen, when you are committed, heaven opens. When you look at the life of Christ, what happened? Why isn't God doing these things in my life? Why isn't this? Listen, we're talking about paternity. That's the core thought. But listen, when you commit, when Jesus said, suffer it to be so, so that righteousness can be fulfilled, when you commit to God, what am I talking about? Commit thy works unto the Lord, not to your family, unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The reason your mind is a mess is because the work is a mess. 
When you commit to God, you have a steadfastness. The Word of God says in the Old Testament that Jesus set his face like a flint to go to Jerusalem. Nothing, nothing, nothing would keep him from dying on the cross. Nothing, nothing would keep him from being buried. Listen, but nothing, nothing, nothing could keep him from getting up on the third day. No, you want the resurrection, but you don't want to die. Unless the corn of wheat falls into the ground, it cannot bring life. You want the resurrection, men of God, but you're not committed to death. Wake up. Your wife needs more than some kind of weak-minded, weak-stepping man. She needs a man committed to God and committed to his family, a Stand, men of God. Why isn't the power of God working in my life? God's tired of chasing you, trying to pour something on you. Set still in the presence of God. And rest in Him and see what happens. I want to remind you again that God never spilt anything. He pours His presence out because He pours with a purpose. Quit crying over spilt milk and wait on the presence of God. And say, somebody say, pour it on me, Lord. When you commit, heaven will open. I got proof. Well, that's Jesus. The same pattern. What am I talking about? Here's what we do. Well, I got saved. Guess I'll get baptized. You never got changed in the beginning. You want the water to do something that... The, the issue with this today is that baptism has become no more. than for something for you to feel good about yourself. Let me tell you what really happened. Do you see what Jesus is doing? He's committing. This is a type and a foreshadowing, Lonnie, of his life. Baptism is a foreshadowing and a type of your life. How many of you are dead in Christ? If you are, say hallelujah. How many of you know that your sins are buried, never to be raised again? Because Say hallelujah. Now how many of you know that with the D and B there comes an R? How many of you know that you're alive in Christ? Come on. That's what baptism is. When you get dunked, can I tell you, if, all, if you didn't get saved, all you'll come up is wet. But if you got saved, when you come back, you're showing people, I am committed to Christ. I am dead to myself and alive unto God. Some of you need to get baptized for the first time. Well, I was baptized as a baby. I sprinkled this and I sprinkled that. Some of you have got baptized and it didn't amount to a hill of nothing. By the way, for those of you that are watching online for the first time, I'm not mad or mean. For those of you that are here, I'm just telling you right now that it is a type of our life. That when you get baptized, that is a holy act. It is symbolic of something that changed on the inside of you. And that when people see us clay, they no longer see us. They should see him. Some of you need to get baptized. Brother, I had people come. Brother Wayne, I don't know if you know. I've been saved 17 times. Can I be bad? Listen, get saved once. 
I've had people tell me before they rededicated their life, they said, would it matter if I get baptized again? If you mean it, no. But you don't need to get wet again if you know the one again. If you'd understand your first love, i got to preach this out. Commitment, our leader will bring. Commitment will open heaven. You look at the committed men and women of God that are committed, that will pray on their knees, that will call on God. And they don't just call. They call on God. And many of those people that when they pray to God, they pray out of a well of hurt and pain. But that's a deep well that nobody else can dig. I've got in my notes for later. Like I said, it'll be on the thought of posterity. I got an answer today. Listen, I need to tell you, we're trying to hand everybody a, a bottle of water. I've been guilty. Can I tell you, they'll keep wanting, mm, turn to somebody and say, you need to dig your own well. I'll tell you what I'm going to start doing. Listen, this is what America needs. America, instead of giving you a bottle of water, what if I get, why, why don't I give you a shovel and let you see what it takes to dig a well? Come on, somebody. Why is everybody, give me this, give me that. You put the shovel in your hand, and if you dig the well until you hit water, then you'll understand the cost of that water and the cost. You owe me this and you owe me that. I don't owe you nothing except the truth of God and His righteousness being fulfilled through that word. Wish the government give me 600 more dollars. I wish the government get saved. I'm going to tell you right now, every decision, the Supreme Court justice, if you're watching, you may not be, but if you are, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're watching, I need to tell you there's a higher court than where you're at. And what you say, what you say, can I tell you, don't please men. You better understand that we ought rather to please God than to please men. You can satisfy men, but you... Somebody's thinking right now, does he mean that? You better believe that because I am committed. Can I get a witness? We need a Father's Day like we've never had before. What does the Father want? Commitment, commitment, commitment. I might come. Stay home. You can't keep me from his presence. Commitment. The issue today with America is fathers not being committed. Our sons, our daughters know our fathers. When you're committed to him, you'll be committed to her. Brother Wayne, I don't know if you know it or not, but I got a piece of paper that says I saved when I was six years old. Well, praise God. I don't care if you've got your little Sunday school book says you never missed a service. Can I tell you, you can have it on the wall. You can have it anywhere else you want to put it. But unless you know him in your heart, can I tell you, that paper will burn. But you... Uh, listen, I need one of the secretaries to tell him that my name's on the, on the roll here. And I've got authority here. Just so you know, we don't have a roll here. Why? Because we have a role that we believe that will be called up yonder. And can I tell you something? Unless your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you're, I don't care if I wrote it, Canaan. Commitment. We'll bring it, say commitment will bring an open heaven. 
When you have a commitment, heaven will open. Why are the heavens brass? Because you're not committed. Why isn't there change in my life? You're not committed. Now, when you're committed and there's an open heaven, you know what he saw? He saw the Spirit. You need to listen to me. When you are committed, say illumination. When you are committed, you will have the illumination of the Holy Ghost. Three things, illumination, affirmation, ordination. I'll stay with me. I just went ahead and forecast that. But the thing is, is that when heaven is open and you commit to God, you will quit seeing things in the Spirit. Or excuse me, you'll quit seeing things in the flesh, Kenny, and you'll start seeing them in the Spirit. Well, in the flesh, I just can't see them ever coming off drugs. Well, in the flesh, I can't ever see my marriage. In the flesh, in the flesh you can't, but in the Spirit. See that one on drugs? See him at the altar getting saved, not at the crack house getting drunk and getting high. Because listen, where there's no vision, people perish. Illumination. Why can't I see things like you do, Pastor? People, my wife would tell you, he is a, well, I'm an optimist, right, Amy? It's if there's a word that goes in front. Anyway, I'm just, I'm a, no, I'm more than that. Because can I tell you, I don't want to come up to you and see everything wrong with you. What I want to do is see everything right in you that God wants to place in you. But can I tell you, he can't put in what you won't take out. Here's what I've got to tell people, and my job is to tell you, you're not satisfied where you are, and there's an unrest in you because that's God working. God is steering your nest so you'll fly. God's putting things, I call it in your crawl. God will put things in your crawl to get you uncomfortable, to get you to a place where you'll leave the nest of a mother's side, and you'll start flying in the Holy Ghost and who He is. Illumination. The Holy Spirit brings illumination and revelation. The Holy Spirit will show you things. In the Spirit, you will see things that men around you cannot see. But commitment and an open heaven, the first thing, he saw the Spirit. See things in the Spirit. By the way, if you're an alcoholic, you've got an alcoholic spirit. That's the way you'll see things. They'll be blurry and fuzzy and confused. And you'll get out of your lane and get in the lane of others. And no longer will you hurt yourself, you hurt other people. There's many spirits going out into the world. It's evident. There is another high that's not the Holy Ghost. Today, the truth is this, illumination. When heaven opens, the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And this is what today, listen, paternity, paternity. The second thing, one of the, or the second thing I want to make point to is this. This is my beloved son. Not any son, this is my beloved son. This is the son I love. Listen, sons, you need to hear this from the Father today. God loves you. God loves you. You need to hear that. If my father were here today, my father, we found him in a pile over in a corner. Small indications that drank yourself to death. Brother Wayne, I need a Father's Day message. I'm going to give you one. Do you know what I would give today in the natural for my father to put his hand on me and to say, Son, this is my, in front of you and to say, This is my son that's preaching. This is my son that's raising Jake and Braden and Logan and Hannah and that's your grandfather to say, This is my son. Brother Wayne, you hate your father? No, but I've buried him more than once. 
What are you talking about? Every time that the sin-filled past that he had, I buried my father, I bet you, a hundred times. Why? Because I don't want his curses to end up in my life. Can I get a witness in this house? Do you understand me? If you'll listen, you'll get something today. Bobby, can I get a witness? My brother Bobby has broken the curse. Can we give God a witness in Jesus' name? I don't want my sons and my daughters and my grandkids to live out a curse. I want them to live for the king in Jesus' name. But oh, in the natural. This is my son. And what I know is this, is that my earthly father couldn't give me what my heavenly father could. So if my earthly father didn't do it, DJ, I'm just going to crumple up over in the corner. For those of you listening, I know there's some real stuff in this house, and I'm not trying to preach you down. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to try to lift you up. But can I tell you, when you are born again, you got an earthly father. You're not, excuse me, a heavenly father. You're not being led by an earthly father anymore. I see people all the time that's kicked to the curb and they choose to stay there and say, my father did this, my mother did. Can I tell you something? When you are born again, you are new again, you are... Get up from that curb and get to the king. What did he do? Affirmation. What do men in the kingdom need, Travis? They need affirmation from the father. This is my beloved son. And you know what? I'm kind of pleased. I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased. I'm talking about what's wrong with America. I'm talking about the issues today. And men, how today the world wants to emasculate you. And put you in a wrong place. I need to tell you. That God ordained Adam before he ordained Eve. And where the mess happened is when Adam didn't face the serpent. Out of order. Out of order. Let's call it what it is. Affirmation. Come here. Please. It's my son, Jake. He's number two in line. Logan's my oldest. Excuse me. Logan is God's oldest in my family. <laughs> These kids are a heritage. I'm going to show you something. Holy Ghost, say illumination. The Father, say affirmation. You've got to understand, and we don't see it, but the Holy Spirit will show us this is an ordination service. That back in the late 90s, men of God come, and they laid their hands on me. I don't have the credential on the wall from a... And, and I'm not against that. I'm not against seminary. I'm not against that. It's not any of that. But can I tell you, men of God laid their hands on me, and they prayed over me. Now, scripturally, Amy, you remember that night. Scripturally, there's power in that. It's when you place your hands on others. What are you doing? This is an ordination service. I don't think we've ever seen this, Alicia, but this is what's going on here at the River Jordan. This is an ordination service. Watch. This is my son. Braden's thankful right now that I'm using Jake. You feel my touch? Do you feel it? Yes. Hold on a minute. How's he feeling you? Stay with me a minute. Because, stay with me. Illumination, affirmation, I'm well pleased with him. 
The ordination is this, is that when we look at that, it's the Spirit of God. Now you say, that. well, how, how did God the Father do that? God is a spirit. Am I right or wrong? It's got a spirit according to John chapter 4. God is spirit, right or wrong? Then how many of you know that, that he's living on the inside of you? Now, let me ask you right now. Are you God's man, yes or no? Yes, sir. Are you my son? Yes. Go over and sit down. Watch this. Distance. Now, I'm going to ask you, and you're going to have to speak loud. Are you still my son sitting over there? God will never leave you or forsake you. You need to understand that wherever you are in life, there's a father that ordains you. And there's a God, the father that affirms you. And there is a spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, that will illuminate things to you. Even when Jake is around me, do you think, I'll guarantee you, I'll ask him. Do you ever ask yourself in certain situations, what would my father do? Yes. Are you just saying that to appease everybody or is that true? No. You know how I know that? Hey, Dad. What's up, son? I got a question. I was wondering how many times. It's, it's almost weekly. Hey, Dad, I was wondering how you would handle this. He doesn't do it on his own, Helena. You see, here's the issue with your life right now. You're not ordained. You don't say, Father, I, I, I can't handle this. What do I do to handle this? And what happens is what you're trying to handle starts handling you. It's because you don't have a father. Do you think, this? you're 27. 20. He 28. <laughs> Don't get sassy, boy. He didn't get sassy. He didn't get sassy. Stay with me. Are you too old to listen? No. You hearing me? Ordination says, you will always be my son. Daddy, I don't know what to do. This has got it. This is trying to handle me. And right now, hell's trying to handle the body and body slam the body of Christ. I declare right now in Jesus' name, hell, get your hands off of God's body. So you know me well enough now. That if you can't get a hold of me, you know and you say, what would my father do? Jesus said, I can, o- I can only do what the father has told me to do. I can only do what the father has shown me to do. Why are our kids such a mess? Wake up, daddy. Why is my k- You're ordaining sons unto hell and not to heaven. You better wake up. That's what's going on in America right now. Illumination. Affirmation. And ordination. I know the Father is in me, and I know that I am in my Father. By the way, I just made a relatable thing here. I just made a relatable thing between Jake and I, but the Heavenly Father is much higher than I. Jake many times is, Dad, I don't know about that. I think we better pray. You know what he's telling me? I think we need to trust in a higher power. Have we done it? Yes or no? Watch. Yes or no? Yes. 
When you see what commitment will bring, you'll start seeing things different. You'll have affirmation. When you have affirmation, ordination will follow. God won't lay his hands on anything that it won't be holy. What's happening today in the United States of America is we're ordaining gay, lesbian, and listen, we're, we're ordaining things that are not holy. Hold on, Brother Wayne, now you started on this hate speech. No, I'm not. I've got the Word of God to prove it back here. Can I tell you, God said, I'm not going to lay my hands on what's unholy and put them behind a pulpit. Now listen, listen. If you out there, if you're living in a lifestyle, I want to preach to you, and I want to speak to you just a minute, and I want to tell you that God loves you and sin is sin. If you think for one minute that I'm placing one above the other, can I tell you, listen, this is the place where change came in my life. When I realized how rotten I was and how holy he was, and the only thing that could get me to him was the blood of Jesus Christ, and when I saw that in the Spirit, and the Spirit quickened me, I said, give me that. Give me that. That's just the opening line. What's wrong with America? And what would make my father's day? Son, would you mind go get me a... So... We've got to ordain. We, we, we need to turn to somebody and say, we're going to have to do a paternity test. I'm going to show you what happens. You think, well, Jesus never had one of those. He went through 33 and a half years of it. I'm going to show you something that the Holy Spirit revealed to me that is true. Of course he would do that. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 4. Would you please go with me there? The Holy Spirit now is leading him. And listen, Jesus, 100% flesh, 100% God. He's God, man. I don't understand it. And if you do, I don't even know that I want to talk to you. I don't mean that wrong. Look at verse 4. Then, somebody say then. After the ordination. Why? Why, Jeremy, at that point, look at what happened. Not the wilderness, Sharon, before the ordination. The ordination before the wilderness. Thank you, Jerry. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, when he was afterward and hungry, when the tempter came to him, he said, if, if you be, look here, he said, if you be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. So when Satan came to him and said, hey, show me, you can walk on water. Hey, feed 5,000. Hey, what did Satan come to him with? He wanted to come against his sonship. Can I tell you, he didn't come against the miracles that he was going to perform. You know why? Because Satan could do miracles. DJ, what, what, what Satan wants to do and what hell, what, you've got to understand this because this is critical, sons and daughters, in your walk. If thou be the Son of God, forget it if you can't get past this. Remember, he's just been ordained, and now the paternity test comes. After he was ordained, then who led him? The Holy Ghost. What? Lord, why am I, what am I doing? Paternity test. 
How many of y'all feel like you've been going through it? Five, not even many. How many of you feel like through the course of any of your life that some of you have went through a pretty tough time? Stay with me, please. This is part of the paternity test, but I'm going to show you a flip. He said, if thou be the son of God, what did he say? Command these stones to be made bread. Yada, yada, yada. We've heard that. We've heard that. For three and a half years, things had begun, and really all you hear before this time in Jesus' life, you hear about his birth, you hear about when he was 12, you hear about that he was in the Father's house, he was seeking the Father's business when he was 12, when Mary and Joseph had him there, you see that, but now you're seeing this, you're seeing the ordination service the same way in your life. Once you have been ordained, not baptized, you've been ordained, you understand death, burial, resurrection. Now, he was led of the Spirit. How did I get here? The Spirit is leading you. But there's a paradox. In the world, you need to get this. In the world, I'm going to get this right. I wrote it down for me. In the world, in the paternity test, you test the father in order to prove the son. True? In the natural world, in the world, you test the Father to prove the Son. In the kingdom, you test the Son to prove the Father. What, what are you saying? For three and a half years, Jesus will go through ridicule. He will go through that one line the whole time. If you are the Son of God. Hell started it. The religious kept it. When you look later in the book of Matthew, even the high priest religion says to him, If you are the Son of God, are you the Christ? Didn't say, hey, are you the miracle worker? Didn't even say, are you the one that raised Lazarus? Are you the one that fell? Are you the Son of God? What will these things ask you? Continually it is this. Are you the Son of God? Today, men, the test is much the same for you. Here the father, in the baptism, he was proven. The son, but then from there on, the son proves the father. But that three and a half years, religion tried him. His friends doubted him. Look, hey, Andrew, hey, I'll call you Andy. Hey, Andy, do you think, uh, do you really believe we're following the right thing? Do you really believe? I don't know. Let's ask Peter. Ask Peter, well, I don't know. Well, let's ask Thomas. Don't ask Thomas. He doubts everything. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is that in your life, religion, your friends, and even your family. Hey, man, is he the son of, is he really him? This is all about paternity. So for the span of that time, Jesus proved. Did he prove it because of the miracles? No, signs and wonders, that's part of it. That's to bring it, but no. You don't prove sonship. You don't prove sonship by miracles. You prove sonship by commitment and obedience. 
I wish he hadn't just said that. Because here's the thing. You can't be committed to life until you commit to death. Jesus knew that he was committed regardless of what happened. He was committed to Christ. I'll serve God today. I've got enough money. I'll serve you, God, if my family. Probably, I'm going to say this because this is important, and he won't mind me saying this at all. I had one of the greatest conversations with a good friend of mine this week, one of my greatest friends. Brother Wayne, am I one of your, I don't know where you are. Good friend of mine. Why? I consider those good friends that not only can I talk to, they talk back. It's not a one-sided relationship. They're a good friend. And I said this. I said, you know, and and we're talking, and, and as we're talking, it's all about commitment. Stay with me. I want you to understand here we are in Scripture. We're going to make it through this wilderness, okay? But this is the paternity test. So in the midst of this, I'm asking him, you know, and he says to me, I said, Bob, where you been? I do this because I'm close to I'm I'm close to some men I'm close to. I said, where you been? Oh man, you know, here, man. I love this guy. I said, man, you in and out. I said, boy, I thought you got a hold. And see, the real part of this, it's not about you getting a hold, it's what gets a hold of you. And he tells me, he tells me, he said, there's nothing that I want to do, there's nothing I'd love to do more than to be there every Sunday morning. And I listen. Three, four, five minutes, and I just listen. And if I've ever counseled with any of y'all, you all know I'm not a good counselor. I'm a pretty good dad, but I'm not a good counselor. Why? Because I have a fathering spirit in me. And I said, quit lying. He said, there's nothing. I said, quit lying. Because if there's nothing you'd like to do more, you'd be there. Can I get a witness in the house? You don't know who it is. But me and him know who it is. And here's the whole thing he didn't understand or he was understanding. is that not only were we encouraging each other, but God was growing us both. Because iron sharpens iron. And I said, here's the thing. You're going to keep lying to yourself and you keep lying to God until you come to the truth. Well, you act like you know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Listen, I get up every day with the ability to lie to myself and lie to God. Every day when I wake up, it's there. What I've got to decide to do is commit myself unto God and not to you and not to anybody else. But if I commit myself to God, then guess what? Everything else. Would I be here if you wouldn't hear? Commit to God. I'm almost there. Hang on. When you committed yourself, you got to commit to Him. Not to church, but to Him. Please stay with me. There's a lot of meat to this. So in the whole midst of this, man, me and him both are growing. And you know what he said to me? When we get done, we're talking. He get done. He said, I ain't never talking to you again. No. You know what he didn't say? He didn't say, I hate you. You know what he said? You don't even know how much I love you. 
You don't even know how much I appreciate you. Why? You need somebody in your life that will tell you the truth. You need somebody that will tell you the truth. I'll tell some of you men right now today and the truth online and listening. If you don't change, God is true. What you sow, you will reap. My goodness. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Throughout every bit of this, we can see, and the point of this is the truth. But you're established in the paternity test. That, Kenny, when you're going through these tough times, what is God doing? It's the son proving the father. The father has already approved of the son. That's been done. But the real part of this clay is that now we as sons of God, as many, or if you're led by your flesh, but the word says as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sissies of God. I wish the men in this place could shout today, we are the sons of God. Could you declare it with me today and say, we are the sons of God. Alvin, if we can get that, that when you are saved, what you do is you confirm the Father. He affirmed you, but then, Jerry, we spend our life confirming Him. Jesus never one time said, this is all about me. He said, this is all about Him. Everything that you see, I could not do a thing without the Father. Any miracle, any prayer answered, any life changed, it has nothing to do with the preacher. It has the power through the Word of God and through the presence of the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? The Son proves the Father. So if people have to ask you, are you a Christian? Sons of God. Sons of God. Almost there. Wake up, man. Don't fall asleep. Real quick. You've got to establish paternity. The other point I want to make in establishing the paternity in the world, they establish the paternity in order to receive child support. Is that true? Richard, you just said no when you should have said yes. But anyway. In the world, many times what we do is that we establish paternity in order to set up child support. Well, let me show you what the Heavenly Father does. So Jesus gets tempted. The Son gets tempted three times. And all three of those times, Jesus comes back to Him with the Word. But I want you to look at verse or chapter 4, Matthew 4, verse 11. The Word of God says, Then the devil left him. And behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. Say this in there. Devil leave, heaven come. You can't have both. Now here's what you've got to understand. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. 
You have no power in yourself to tell hell to leave you alone. Why do you think Satan asked him if you're the son of God? The reason Satan asked him if you're the son of God is to see, because here's what Satan knows. Satan knew. Satan knows that the Father had power to kick him out of heaven. Who you for? He's saying, hey. Because here's what you've got to know. There is no authority. There is no power outside of the Heavenly Father. And Once hell knows who you are for and who's for you, Satan has to go in Jesus' name. Now, when you're being attacked by heaven, hell leave, heaven come. Say it. You can't say hell stay, heaven come. Because you cannot mix the holy and the profane. Where's my power? Where's my authority? There's no sonship. It's the Father in you. You have authority? The authority comes in the Father. When you establish a paternity, Jackie, when the enemy comes against us, I have no power to cast out devils in my own name. And when that 70 come back and told Jesus, hey, even the demons in hell... Even the demons, even those demons are subject unto, listen, they're not subject to your name. They're subject to his name. And don't rejoice over the fact you have power over demons. Rejoice because you've got power and authority and a home in heaven. Hell go, heaven come. Turn to somebody and say, he's going to send some child support. I'm going to show you all right now. Hell wants you to believe that you're all alone. How many of you uh, need this today? Need everybody to participate. How many of y'all ever felt like in your walk with the king or just in your walk? How many of y'all ever felt like you were all alone and you're the only one ever went through anything like that? Would you please raise your hand high and unashamedly? Have you ever felt like, all right, got a few that ain't. I want y'all notes. Because can I tell you, no quicker than I'm getting from here to the car, heaven's going to, listen, hell's going to try to beat me up. And can I tell you, hell would win Sunday after Sunday if I didn't listen, if I walked out of here in my name. But I don't walk out of here in my name. I walk out of here in his name. I walk out here in power, authority, Jesus' name. I have no power in my name. But in the name of an almighty God, I command you, Satan, get your hands off his church. In office nation. Some of the weak-minded. Life. Get Satan. Brother Wayne said you got get. I ain't got no power in my name. But I'm telling you right now. In his name. In his I said names. Boy, he is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Sh- I could go on with that. Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah my peace. Jehovah tissing you my righteousness. Jehovah Rohi, I could be my shepherd. He my he, I could go on. But listen, in the power of his name, guess what? The waters have to open. Listen, lions' mouths have to shut. Mountains have to move. Blinded eyes have to open. I said in his name. It- David said, listen, Goliath, I'm going to tell him, paraphrase. He said, listen, old boy, you can come to me and all that height and structure. You're looking, listen, people are looking at who you are up here. I'm not built on height. I'm built on depth. I've got more inside of me than there is on the outside of you. In the name of Jesus, you're going down. 
I'm empowered by his name. Hell's wrecking your mind because you're giving place to the devil. Let the Father fill that space. I'm going to keep on while I preach. Church with no authority. Because we're raising, I'm going to use a biblical word, we're you, because we're raising bastard sons, that's biblical. We're raising sons who don't know their father. And if you don't know the father, you can't know his authority. we got a lot of, quote, church people that are trying to live in power, and you don't understand, and we don't understand it. The authority today, we sing that song, that one about his name, Jake, whichever one it is. It'll come later. When you come to that place and you know who he is and you confirm, now I need to tag this out. Turn to somebody and say, child support's on the way. When I told you that when you feel like you're all alone, can I tell you something? Look, well, when Satan got done with Jesus, he just threw him down like a little old rag doll. And Jesus just quit right there and didn't do nary miracle, didn't do nothing. He just stopped. No, guess what heaven sent? Guess what? Guess what child support? Then angels came. Uh Uh-oh. When you're in his name, angels come. I don't know at the time in my life, man, I don't know at the times, man, that I was facing defeat, that I was facing utter death and destruction, that God didn't say send angels to the... <laughs> my boy needs some child support. My God, here's what you don't know. You see, I told you that the Heavenly Father had the power to kick hell out of heaven. When he kicked Satan, he kicked Satan in a third. According to Revelation chapter 12, he kicked Satan in a third of those angels out of heaven. I don't know about you. I don't know a lot about fractions. But I can tell you this, that two-thirds is more than one-third. Can I get a witness? If he kicked Satan in one-third out, that means we got two-thirds. Well, we got angels. No, can I tell you, if you want to keep the angels, you keep him. I'll keep the one that sends the angels. And I'll declare today that there's still power in his name. Hell wants to tell you you're alone. Here's what you've got to understand today, that there are angels ministering around us right now. If we could see in the Spirit, I've seen a couple of things in the Spirit before. If you could see in the Spirit right now, Colton, if you could see around, I'll guarantee you that there are warring godly angels that are warring around this place right now in the heavenlies. I'll guarantee you why. Because angels will flock to where the truth is being preached Well, Pastor, you just put that on you in the pulpit. No, I'm putting that on you in your life. Live your life, preach the gospel of truth, and angels will come and hell will go. No authority. Our Father. Uh -uh. Today it's my Father, your Father. It's not our Father. Why? Because hell hates unity. We come to this place and we get in one mind and one accord. I I won't be much longer. I'll catch it. I got to get this out. It won't be that long, I don't think. Turn to somebody and say, let him get that out. Because if you don't aim, he ain't going to get no rest. (laughs) You need to get it. You need to get it. 
child support. Now listen, I'm going to tell you right now, it always, it always it almost turns my stomach when I hear this. Well, my mama done went on to be an angel in heaven. Listen, I love your mama, and I'm sure you did too, but she ain't never going to be no angel. Here's the thing you need to understand is that she wasn't an angel here, and she won't be an angel there. Why? That's a different order and a different class. You were made in God's image. Angels are a different order, okay? But I'll tell you what you can be. You can be a minister. The Word of God would say that angels are ministering. They're ministering. And that's very, the th- very thing that you see in the, in the letter to the churches is that to the angels of the church and to the ministers of the church, we are ministers. And when we are ministers, here's what happens. Is that somebody, when somebody is alone, you come. Here's Spirit of God. You put your hand on them and you remind them that you're not alone. See, this is the power. Hell wants to tell you that you're fighting this alone. Just go ahead and shout, I'm not alone. Even out there watching, go ahead and declare it. I'm not alone. I didn't hear him hollering back. I didn't hear y'all, but anyway, you can type it online. The real part of this, guys, another real part of this is that you have to understand that sons prove the father. Almost done. Jesus faced many wilderness times in his life. He faced many times where he would, no doubt in the flesh, feel all alone, but in the spirit he knew he was not. Why is it so important for sonship or for daughtership If you can figure out a better word for me to use, Arlita, let me use it right there. Why is it so important? For those of you watching online, you've got to ask yourself, I want to ask you too. Why is it so important to establish paternity? Commitment allowed the Holy Spirit to come. The Word of God says, Leisha, through the prophet, I will pour out my spirit on sinners and thugs and rebellious people. Did the word say that? I will pour out my spirit on my. Somebody say my. I will pour out my spirit, Jane, on my sons and on my daughters. Not on my churchgoers. Not on the world's preachers, praise teams, or Sunday school teachers. I will pour out my spirit on my sons and my daughters. And that's what's taking place today. God does not take his anointing and his habitation lightly. He will only pour. Where's your spirit? Where's my sonship? Where's my obedience? Obedience is better than sacrifice. I want to do these great things for God. Really? He will only pour out his spirit on his sons and his daughters.
Praise team, will you come? Please. Turn to somebody again and say, whose boy are you? <laughs> For the men of God that are in this place, I think I said something to Amy. I think I did probably three or four weeks ago, but my grandson, Siler, is he four now, Amy? He's four. I love my granddaughter, too. They both kind of the same because I, I play the same thing with them. I, my grandson will come down, and, and I, I'll say to him, i say, whose boy are you? And I'll say to my granddaughter, whose girl are you? And they'll crawl up in my lap, and he'll say, I'm Popo's boy. Well, I found something out. Amy asked him the same question. <laughs> Amy is saying that poor little boy, who's, who's boy are you? I'm Amy's boy. Like he's mesmerized. How many of you guys know, man, we ain't got nothing to answer all, to all that pretty. But I figured out what gets him. Snacks. <laughs> Amy told me here a while back, you got a girlfriend. I said, no, I don't. She said, little Debbie's living in the cabin. <laughs> I said, and she said, I can tell you've been with her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I said forgive me. But I found something out. We're just like Siler and Kenna. Whoever's got the most stuff, who we... He didn't just, yes, he did. Whoever's got the most stuff, who we spend time. I don't know what I need, church. The world got all this. But the world can't give you sonship. The world can't give you joy. What's the problem with America? In 1776, by certain inalienable rights, we were endowed with our Creator. I won't be able to speak it exactly too, but it comes to the bottom line of this, that all men are created equal and that they should have this. They should be able to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of clay what? And the pursuit of happiness. How many have ever heard that before? Our founding fathers with a Judeo-Christian model and with lifting, listen, that creator they're talking about is not Charles Darwin's thought. Boom, there it is. How many of you know we've got a heavenly creator and a heavenly king? By him and through him all things consist. Listen, you've already seen that this world is not being held together by man. That listen, the world may fall, but the kingdom will stand. Why? Because in the kingdom, all things consist of him and through him and with him.
So in their model and in their mind, Jake, they said life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I take fault with that today. Somebody says, wait a minute, you can't do that. That's the very ground that we stand on. Can I tell you something more important of the declaration, more important than the declaration of independence is a declaration of dependence upon an almighty God that is through and by the holy word of God. Here's the issue that we've had today. America has taken that from the original thought, conformed it into what they wanted to believe, and they said, wait a minute, I've got a right to life, I've got a right to freedom, I've got a right to live any way I want, speak anything I want, and I've got a right to be happy. Can I tell you something? I'd like to change that if I could for this premise and this thought that on the very foundation in which every Christian should live, I've got a life that I can live in Jesus Christ. I have freedom through the blood of Jesus Christ, but I don't look for happiness I look for holiness. Listen, life, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness. Can I get a witness in this house? Do you understand? Happiness will make you a mess because you look for worldly things. I can't wait to get high again. I can't wait till the weekend. I'm going to have me a few. Instead of you having a few, won't you just have one? And let it be him. I wish he'd get off that. He always owned that. Maybe you've not seen alcohol do to you what it's done to my family. Maybe you've not attended some funerals I've attended. My brother Wayne, that's just this. That's just an hour. Well, it can be anything. I had my own sin like to wreck my family. The thing is, I just come to the truth of that and say, God, I sure missed that and sure messed up my own family. I need some healing up in here. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of Holiness, will you pedal, please? There's a lot in that paternity. In the world, we establish the Son by the blood of the Father. Is that true? If we don't take the blood of the Father, stay with me, this is important. You need to grasp it, it's deeper. Amy, am I right? That we, we, we can't know who the Son is until we know who the Father is. Is that right? But when we know the blood of the Father, then we can know the Son. In the kingdom, you can't know the Father until you know the Son. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto but by me. That through his blood, Angie, through Jesus' blood, we come to know the Father. Is that a true statement, yes or no? I mean, it's the Word of God says that, that we have access. We can come boldly under the throne of grace by His blood. Is that a true statement? If it is, say yes. If you didn't read it and don't know it in the Word, you just took my word for it and not yours. Why do you throw that in there? Study to show yourself approved unto God, not to me, but unto God. Rightly dividing the Word of truth. So, in the kingdom... We know the Father through the Son. Through His blood, we have access to the Father. That's a true statement. I got Scripture to back it up. So the Word of God says this. Let me show you something powerful. How many of you could say right now that America is the most unified that it's ever been? Nobody. What is the one thing that Jesus preached when every bit of this jury was coming at him? When they saying, if you be the Son of God, when hell said it, Stephen, that when every bit of hell came at him. And Kenny, for those three and a half years that he was asked that, everybody was testing him.
that would be the number one thing that he would deal with. And division and all that. And you know what helped him? I and my father are one. We are indivisible. That means you can't divide us. We hear that word indivisible when we talk about preambles and different declarations. Indivisible. One nation under, remember? Well, it's proven right now that this nation can be divided. You know why? Because it's not founded in the Father. So Jesus says this, and all throughout, my meat is to do the will of the Father. You can't separate me from what I'm called to do. He goes on to say this, that he says, I and my Father are one in John chapter 17. I know this is teaching, but all throughout this, me and my Father are one. Disciples, those 12, Amy, that were there, me and you are one. And then he says, and all those that will come after you that you're going to preach to, we're going to be one. Through the Father and in the Father. It still takes the blood. The Word of God. Jake, the Word of God says this. The Word says that Jesus spoke to this fact. He said, for the prince of darkness will come, but he has no part in me. Close it. How can Jesus say that? He said, the prince of darkness, do you know Jesus never sinned? For those of you that have a gospel or that have heard a gospel, well, Jesus was a man just like us. He sinned. He, no, he didn't. He never sinned. Well, Jesus was a man just like us. Yes and no. He lived in an earthly body, but with such a heavenly presence. The truth of the matter, when he's saying this, he said, the devil has no part in me. Let me help you, because the real part of this is in the blood. This is where, and what happens, Amy, is when there's a blood test, you find out that the Father and the Son are one. Is that correct, Amy? When Jesus said, he has no part in me, you see, let's go back. From that point where he said it some 30-some years earlier, the, whole, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. God's very presence overshadowed her, and she conceived. The thing that made you and me so much different from Jesus Christ is the fact that we were made in the first Adam's image, but he was the second Adam. Here's the issue today. You're trying to live a born-again life, and you're not born again. Many times you're still living in that first nature, that first Adam. Here's what I'm telling you. The reason that Satan had no part in him is because I believe that the blood that was in Jesus' veins was from the Heavenly Father. It was of the heavenly kind. There's been studies that have been shown or studies that have been done. Where does, actual, where does the actual blood come from? From the father or from the mother? From the seed of the father? Many will conclude that it comes from the seed of the father. But the fact of the matter is this. Is that that wasn't just Jesus' blood that was shed at Calvary. That was the father's blood too. When the son was laying down his life, the father was laying down his life. I know this is meaty, but you've got to understand today 
in a nation that is much divided, the one thing that will prove sons and fathers is unity. It's unity. I have to be unified in more than a cause. I'm unified in a call. For all those today within the sound of my voice, even here or online, you need to make your calling and your election sure. Because your cause cannot be determined until your call has been established. When you know who's calling you, what would make my father's day? That my sons would come. That my daughters would come.